0: Because people can identify with that that there's this real tie to no no i'm going to do everything it takes to get a kid back or i'm going to do everything it takes yep. it's a it's a good it's a good uh it's a good driver uh, a motivator to put in a in a film if you're looking for a horror thing there's you can't deny those things like a grandparent wanting their kid back or their grandchild back they'll do anything <laughs> Welcome to the Dead Harvey podcast. This is the podcast for both indie horror filmmakers and fans, and we are going to talk about the horror stories behind the horror stories. So if you're an indie horror or genre filmmaker, if you want to see more of these films, be up to date on what's going on, support these films, this is the place for you. Uh, We're not going to get too technical about filmmaking, but we are talking about filmmaking and we're talking about distribution and marketing and all the cool shit that's going on out there right now. Ultimately, uh, we want to work from filmmakers. We want to hear from filmmakers and producers and creators, and we want to help them find audiences and just share ideas. So if that sounds like it's for you, you can find us at deadharvey.com. Subscribe, follow, sign up, join the team, shoot us an email because we want to hear from you. I am Ted Stanford, and this is Brad Paulson. and today uh we're kicking off our season 2. Uh we're going to talk a bit about self distribution uh and some of the platforms that are out there for indie films. We're going to talk about our project for this season which is distributing one of Brad's uh films that never got distributed called The Suicide Poet. Uh but before we get to that, we're going to talk about what we've been checking out. So um I don't know first I'm just going to say what I was checking out. I've been okay. watching I've been watching The Expanse. Lately. Uh it's it's been around for a while. I just never got into it. It's on prime right now. I think it was originally a sci-fi show through three seasons and then they ditched it and then Amazon picked it up, and now Amazon has produced the last two. Um it took a bit to get into it, but now I'm fully into it. And I'm only at about season three, near the end of season three, and I gotta rip right through it. So every spare chance I get, I've been watching the expanse. And it's pretty cool. Did
1: it just hit season four?
0: No, just hit season five, okay.
1: I think. Oh, just really? hit okay.
0: season five. And what's kind of cool about it because it is a good, it's based on an existing IP uh for books that are out there. And it's got a cool concept where we've colonized the uh we've colonized the solar system and people like live on camps on Venus or 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 out in like uh in the belt. And basically there's this potential war going on between Earth the people who have colonized Mars and these belters, which live kind of like on space stations. And they're kind of three different entities. Uh, It eventually changes and they're all buddies. uh, And I don't know how it ends because I'm only on season three. But the cool thing about it is obviously they just have a bunch of sets that are the the, the spaceships. So they're always going from spaceship to spaceship. And then they cut to like, uh, they're kind of low budget CG effects of (laughs) the spaceships going around and stuff, but they look good enough, but they do a really good job of, keeping the budget low because it's like oh this is inside the spaceship and clearly they're on a sound stage and they have the spaceship and it doesn't change ever. Yeah. Uh uh it's just it's I don't know it's it's a cool show. I don't know if you've seen any of it or or it's out there. I'm a big sci-fi nerd myself so
1: yeah. um I haven't seen it yet. I've heard great things about it. I heard that it hits the sweet spot for sci-fi fans looking for mm-hmm. a new basically like some everybody's been looking for a new Star Trek show. Yeah. So basically we we're, we're play Star Trek. Now a lot of nerds Aren't happy with the new Star Trek series. Probably some nerds are happy with it, but I know there's a little bit of a split there. And, but I know that a lot of people love the Expanse. Everybody loves the Expanse and the Orville. Not everyone, but there's been a lot of praise for both of those shows. And I've been hearing tons of great things about the Expanse, so I'll, ch- I'll definitely check that out. It's worth checking
0: out. It's kind of cool. It's de- it doesn't fit kind of the indie space at all, but uh, as a sci-fi genre uh, nerd, it's it it, it hits a lot. it hits a lot of. It's ticks a lot of the boxes, so um, that's what I've been watching a lot of. Um, what's on? What have you been watching?
1: Cool, excellent. Um, so I I saw a really cool movie uh, on Shutter, uh, just like um, uh, very recently called Anything for Jackson. I think they added it just a couple of weeks ago. But this is okay. So when we did our Christmas episode, we talked about evil kids. Mm-hmm. This one is about evil grandparents. So now it's. <laughs> It's about grandparents that are Satanists, but you basically get the gist that they become Satanists so they can do a magic ritual because they lose their grandson and they want to do a magic ritual to put their grandson back into a pregnant woman's body. So they kidnap a pregnant woman and try to basically orchestrate this. So It's like a reverse exorcism, more or less. I thought that was a really cool spin on the exorcist kind of, kind of movie there but it's funny because the grandparents they're not like they, they come off as being very good uh they come off as being very like upstanding citizens so they basically hide the fact that they are satanists but then they go to these rituals but they they mask what they're doing in regular society so they're like good neighbors and everything else like that so you have this mask that they're putting on and they're very polite when they kidnap the pregnant woman and <laughs> talk about like bad things might happen but you know it's just it's for a, it's for a good cause and there's actually one part in, a movie where, in the movie where uh, the pregnant lady is asking the doctor that kidnapped her. So she goes, how many people have to die before your grandson comes back? He goes, as many as possible. <laughs> but, but he's also <laughs> like the friendly neighborhood doctor too, which is just great. I mean, there's so many great elements in it. And there is some legitimately freaky shit in this movie. There's one scene in the movie where basically they sort of open up a door so that any kind of ghost could inhabit this this pregnant woman's body so all these spirits are looking to enter her body instead of actually a grandson if they don't do the ritual right so there's a scene where where she's all alone and she's chained up to the bed and there's this freaky ass creature that does like a spider crawl outside of the bed and he's got a a bag over his head that he was suffocated on from when he died. And then he sort of like spins his head backward, and his arms backward. And he crawls up on the bed and he starts putting his mouth on her tummy and trying to get into her body. It was, there was just scenes like that in that movie that just put chills in me. I actually turned on all the lights for a while. I was like, I don't think I'm too scared to go to sleep right now. It's <laughs> a while before a movie had done that to me, but um, very indie style, very low budget, very well done. Uh, definitely worth checking out.
0: Yeah, it's I, I the funny thing is I tried to see it and I couldn't see it.
1: Uh it's a Canadian film. And i Yeah, what the you know, why are all, all these movies getting blocked from Canada? Isn't it well, it's, it's, it, it's not that it's not that
0: it's not that it's not that it's getting blocked, and it, it, this is something that you know eventually we'll talk about, but it's um it's the rights to it. So it was it was partly financed by a company called Super Channel, mm-hmm. uh, which is it's a it's a pay TV channel up here and uh, so they partly find it so they got the rights to it so uh so you have to subscribe to super channel to get it here so in the states oh. the super Channel's not down there so it, the shutter was allowed to do it and I, I remember i actually know people who work at super channel and and this is kind of one of those things about film distribution that that is a rights thing so a lot of times when they're doing pre-sales they, they they need to get money for the for the film so they're like oh we need money so super channel comes in says okay great i'll give you $250,000 towards it, we get the Canadian rights. They figured that's going to, you know, it's worth it for them. So what ends up happening, though, when they finish the film, Super Channel owns the Canadian rights. So now they have the U.S. rights they can sell off, and they clearly sold that to Shudder. Um, and that's how they kind of make money on it. But, uh, what, yeah, because you were like, it's on Shudder. And I went to look on it. It's like, nah, it's not on Shudder for me. Yeah. That's because, that's because the rights were blocked on it. But um, I do like... The cool thing about movies that involve kids are like if they're done well, they are creepy. And another and one is there's a lot of like when you involve kids, especially from a parent's or grandparent's perspective, like everyone knows the emotional tie to it. Like, do you remember the, the, the film Inside?
1: Yeah. Great movie. Great.
0: Movie. Yeah. I mean, that was kind of like in the similar thing when you were talking about it, I'm like, yeah, like it's, it's one of those things, like when you involve kids and mothers and, and family, <laughs> yeah. like all of a sudden, you know, like, cause people can identify with that, that there's this real tie to no, no, I'm going to do everything it takes to get a kid back or I'm going to do everything it takes. Yep. It's a, it's a good, it's a good, uh, it's a good driver, uh, a motivator to put in a in a film. If you're looking for a horror thing, there's, you can't deny those things like a grandparent wanting their kid back or their grandchild back. They'll do anything, including this, which is the same as inside when they're trying to get the baby back,
1: right? And that's extremely universal concept as well, too.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, for sure. No, that's kind of cool. I really want to check it out. I have to figure out how exactly I can get it here because I watched the trailer afterwards. Um, Cool. So I think what we're going to talk about today, because our main project over the course of this season is we're going to explore self-distribution. It's not something that we have done before, but you have... And one of the reasons is because back, a lot of the indie films that you were making or that we were involved in, uh, crappy distributors took the rights, and we just and the self distribution wasn't as much a thing then as it is now. And but there is this one film called The Suicide Poet that you did completed uh, that you own uh, the rights to, and we are going to self distribute. So. Over the course of this season, we're gonna we'll tell people what we find because it's not something we've done before. So we're gonna do the research and we're gonna come up with it. Um, So, but having said that, self distribution now involves platforms. So I thought what we would talk about here, and probably people don't know that they're kind of oriented this way, is that there's like, look, there's six different platforms now um that that would be a digital distribution platform that you can get access to so to quickly go through them we'll kind of talk about it but there's there's SVOD which is subscription video on demand there is TVOD which is transactional video on demand AVOD, which is advertising-based video on demand, OTT is kind of encompassing all of it, but it's called that's considered over the top. Uh, VOD is video on demand, just straight up. And now a new one is PVOD, which is premium video on demand. And I think a lot of people, when they talk about this stuff, you know, if you've never done it before, you're not going to do it. So I thought it'd be worthwhile for us to talk about those and talk about where we kind of want to fit in. Um, so, I mean, looking through like SVOD subscription. Video on demand is essentially the big boys. That's like a Netflix or a Disney plus that essentially what the model there is they're charging a bunch of people, whatever it is, 10 bucks a month, 15 bucks a month. But then once you, once you pay that, you have access to everything that they have. And they're using that money to finance and acquire projects. Uh, The problem is originally that was used to be fairly easy to get Mm -hmm. involved with, but now that's very hard. Those guys are big boys and big players right now. And they've kind of wiped out a lot of indie stuff uh most of
1: them yeah they used to accept much lower budget movies before they got bigger
0: they did netflix
1: used to accept much lower budget so oh netflix
0: used to when they first got into the game there was a lot of low budget shit on there but now they they don't really touch it it'd be interesting to see why but netflix also these guys have like disney like you can't get anything on disney if you're not disney so uh, um that's that's they're, they're basically monetizing their their ip and their content that's how they all work um avod advertising video on demand is is a little accessible uh that would be like tubi hulu mm-hmm. and what they're doing is they're acquiring content uh but they are making money on the advertising so th- there's ads that run with it right um Tubi's a, the tubi is one that, that i think both of us like it's a, it's yeah. a good app
1: yeah Tubi's great yeah
0: it's a good platform but it is ad based and that's how they make their money but they're they also get that as a just it's a little more easily accessible for indie filmmakers because they they just want more content because the more content they have more eyeballs they sell more ads
1: yeah and i like Tubi because they have such an extensive amount of low budget independent movies on there and just tons of stuff and uh they don't they don't seem to really show any more ads than hulu does no they I mean, don't hulu, the, like 5.99 and Tubi's free free you don't even need to sign up or anything
0: yeah and you the, the, the right big one so the, the big avod one which i should mention that does serve a lot of ads is youtube but yeah uh, like so youtube is like everything has an ad, oh youtube i'm
1: bombarded with ads every like five minutes it seems yeah. like
0: but also yeah. youtube but that's also a more direct way like 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 literally we could take suicide poet put it on youtube and you know and but you're not going to make any money because it's only in the hundreds of thousands of views you kind of get it. That's that, so they are AVOD, uh, TVOD, transactional VOD is um, that's like iTunes, Google Play, and Amazon's Instant Video. Uh, yeah. This is easily accessible for an indie filmmaker, but you you're the one driving links to it. It's basically and there's also a lot of smaller platforms in this in this too right that are essentially like. Yeah, feel free to put it on iTunes. It costs you money to put it up there on iTunes, but now you got to figure out how to sell it, and market it, right? It's a transactional platform, uh, so you know that one. I mean, notoriously, like when I talk to producers, reps, and and, and buddies who are in that space, I mean, iTunes is just if you're if you, it's a it's impossible. It's like to, you can put your film up there, but to get it to the top where people actually notice it, yeah, you have to throw a lot of money at it uh vod video on demand that's your basic like through your cable provider right so if you know when they when they show up in your transaction i wouldn't even know where to start on getting something in there it's something we can explore but to me that like that that's you're dealing with like verizon or 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 and trying to say hey put my film in your catalog i don't know how that works
1: yeah most of the mainstream stuff and then like basically like the it just came to the theater but the kind of like a little bit lower budget horror and then they're offering it for for six ninety nine same day in theater uh, that seems to be like across the board with DirecTV or Roku or any one of those other uh Fire yeah. Stick, those other platforms that has it like Amazon even if you don't have um the Fire Stick on Prime you go there and they, they have those as well too but they seem to be all pretty similar but those ones like Tubi and Crackle have the real like kind of like fringe indie movies on there
0: yeah and 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 so now to finish this all off, to go to the other end of the spectrum, PVOD, which is which is relatively new, we're, we're talking the last few months, is what they're calling premium video on demand, mm-hmm. and that's that's essentially like Wonder Woman coming out now, they're right? Pay right. thirty bucks, or Mulan when it first came out, Disney Plus where they were like, hey, yeah, you're already paying ten bucks a month to be on Disney Plus. By the way, if you want to watch Mulan, pay another forty bucks right now, and you can watch it. Yeah. Um So it's basically those big releases, and they're trying to before they put them in there they're 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 premium that's the one that's kind of everyone's watching right now because it's like is this going to be a model where people
1: well it hasn't worked for me because there's a couple movies i wanted to watch that came out there like king of staten island i waited until that that came out to like regular 599 or red box um there's one that's out right now the the bloom house that we were talking about before the vince Mm -hmm. vaughn is in called freaky where it's like um the freaky friday type of updated movie but with the serial killer. Yeah, that yeah. one, uh that one I've been waiting for, but I'm gonna wait for that one to drop because it's 20 bucks right now. And I already yeah. have like a bunch of other streaming platforms. So it's not worth it right now for me.
0: Yeah. So I see all those ones up there and it's kind of like I have I have yet to pay
1: that much i do
0: like the six seven dollar ones all the time yeah um for an indie one i mean the the best part about it is indie usually avoids that they try to go into the try to get into somewhere else anyhow so the last one here is ott ott which is less a platform but ott is really that it means over the top so when they Mm -hmm. talk about ott they're over the top and that is like a ps4 ps5 an xbox roku uh fire stick or whatever that just basically means like hey you've got your cable and this is over. This is over the top. And over the top is where you get you can get into the niche. Like there, there's little tiny platforms that have apps that you can put on a. On.
1: Yeah, Roku's got the most that I've seen. Um, yeah,
0: and it's just hundreds yeah. of them. And and like like there's like, I mean, I I know these guys who do like there's this stuff like Plex and and mm-hmm. and, and Real House and a bunch of like really small ones. Um, and what can happen is you can get on there yourself and be a part of those app. But I you mean like i don't know what your distribution is on, on like on that but anyhow ott basically means all right yeah you've got your cable but some of these like svod TVOD, these will these will exist on an ott yeah. device so that's kind of like where everything's at right now and it, it does get confusing but i thought it was worth talking about all these different platforms because when you look at an indie filmmaker like us there's there's two things you got to look at it's like i don't know about you I've, i feel like i've got a lot of these platforms but i don't have all of them. Like I like Shutter, I'm watching a lot. Tubi, Netflix, Disney, YouTube, and it kind of drops off for me there.
1: Yeah, I've got Shutter, Amazon Prime, Netflix. um, Yeah, of course Prime. Yeah, uh, AT and T TV, uh, HBO Max. Um, so there's there's five of them right there, and usually all you know, and then Epics and then stars too but those those will usually come with it. And usually they'll do offers on Amazon Prime mm-hmm. where you can add a child. Yeah, yeah, that's why I got them for like 99 cents or whatnot. Yeah. So they'll usually do deals like that, and I'll usually try that out for a month. Sometimes I'll keep it for a little bit longer, but yeah, there's a ton, there's just so much. I have like hundreds of movies in my queue of all the different streaming platforms that I have that I haven't watched it. So I really have to want to watch a movie to spend some cash on it. So the last one that I, and I think that like, like you mentioned before, 699 for me is like, if I really want to watch something uh, I'll go there, but I won't really go over that. Yeah,
0: so the last up, one awesome. I saw
1: was, was fat man who oh, <laughs> angry uh, yeah. Santa Claus. That's losing money. And uh, the military like doesn't up his contract and then he has a hitman come after him because this little kid gets a lump of coal but it was that i don't really know if it was worth 69 689 but it was pretty enjoyable and i rented it and then it came out to Redbox like a week later i was like damn yeah, yeah. well i mean it, it is <laughs> it, an and, impulse
0: it is you gotta keep a watch it's, it's like yeah. something like all of a sudden it'll be and these are all the windows that they put now like right like, so right. when you're when you're when you're distributing your your film it's like if it if it actually has value it has an audience and, and people want it they, they kind of tear it all out they're like well no netflix wants it they're going to buy it out so it's only there or or it's like oh no i'm going to, to to vod first and then two weeks later it's available somewhere else so you kind of got to know where these things are because they do it but so for us we're, we're looking at it, it's like okay we, we we understand like the netflix disney that's of the right. question we're not we're probably we're not selling it to an svod platform uh but then you get into this sort of like tvod avod and there's also what we're going to explore and we'll talk about it because it's going to be our kind of homework here is uh yeah and going into the next thing let's talk about the project uh um and i'll tell the plan first is you know over the next couple of weeks there's a lot of aggregators and different companies out there um what's it film hub or indie hub indie film? Yeah. Uh, there's a, there's a bunch of these platforms that essentially as an indie filmmaker, you can uh, you can upload it, do a deal with them. It's pretty, pretty inexpensive and then they find platforms and put it out there. So over the next couple of weeks and we'll report back in in a couple of weeks is we're going to look at what options we have. And, and and the plan is to really say, you know, what, who is our audience? Who are we going after? which are the platforms that we think we have access to. And we're going to really research that. So this is our, this is what we feel is the first step. So in two weeks, we're going to report on this. Uh, that's going to be, but as we said, this is our goal is to, we're going to self-distribute this, learn on the way and share it with everybody. So that's kind of the overview. But now, I mean, just as the last bit here of today's episode, tell us a bit about uh, Suicide Poet and uh, how it came about. And then, uh, then we'll uh, leave it there.
1: Okay, well, Suicide Poet uh, was made with um, this actor friend of mine when I was in L.A. doing indie movies. And he was uh, this big guy um, and he had like just tons of life and tons of personality. He got diabetes. He called me up to take him to the hospital. So I took him to the hospital. He got his leg cut off because diabetes caused gangrene gas to spread into his leg and go it was creeping up to the point where it was going to go up to his kneecap and then pass that. So he was almost going to have to have the whole leg cut off. So he had to have, so that night he had to have his leg cut off below the knee so that he would have function of his knee and they put a prosthetic on it. So he became kind of like walking around like a pirate and mm-hmm. he was just kind of broke down when that happened. And then he, told me that he wanted to uh, make a movie about it. He had all this poetry about uh, suicide. It was kind of his way of like working out his feelings and doing like a stand So sort of like half of it's kind of like a a documentary about what's going on with him. And then the other half is him doing um, basically like stand-up, kind of like dark stand-up comedy. And so he has passed away now, and we still never got the movie distributed. So this would be a good thing to do, not only for him, uh, but for also to take people through the process as we learn about self distribution and see what happens yeah. to go through all the steps. Cause a lot of times, like when you hear about things that come out or, or how somebody has a movie out, they don't really go through all the steps for you. And I think that's going to be a good process to learn as we go and share with everybody as well too.
0: 100%. That's the plan. So we're going to take that. I mean, in the first step, I think we're going to do over the next week or so, is uh talk about like who is this who is it for what's who who is the audience for this um obviously it's it's fairly niche but you know it 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 is what it is and then we're going to talk about what platforms and what's the first step into getting it out there so that's it that's what we're going to do over the next week or so is uh figure out our plan and every episode this season we are going to tell you where we're at and hopefully it ends with us having it out there and uh you guys can learn all about self-distribution. So, yeah, I mean, that's it. Uh, that's all we got. You got anything else for this episode?
1: Uh, yes. I am glad that I did not pay the extra for Wonder Woman and Mulan. Because <laughs> when I had HBO Max they came out for free, I mean, I was like, it's cool. I'm not spending all the money in the theater. And then Mulan, I was like, man, I'm really glad I didn't spend 20 extra bucks for this. Because there's no talking animals. It didn't even feel like a Disney movie. Felt kind of ripped <laughs> off. It was okay. It was just sort of like generic kind of Kung Fu movie, but it didn't really feel like it was a Disney movie at all. It was like, yeah. not drag- that
0: there's anything terribly wrong with generic. No,
1: kung no, no not at all. Right, but it didn't right. feel like it was a Disney movie. It was like, why are you doing a live action version of this when it doesn't feel like a Disney movie at all? I, I actually,
0: what, what's funny is there's this kind of marker in the sand too. Like, like I did not pay the whatever twenty thirty dollars yeah. to watch it when it first came it out. Now it's free. No, well, not free. It's, it's on Disney. I still yeah. haven't seen it. I still haven't seen it yet.
1: Well, so. Even when it w- even when they added it on there, it still took me like three times to get through it. And Wonder Woman took me a while to get through it too. Yes, but they are yeah. they're also too long, and especially Wonder Woman. But, you know. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well. That's it for this
0: week. So um, if you've made it to this part of the podcast, uh, you're probably a like-minded person and we want to hear from you. So uh, check us out at deadharvey.com and, you know, follow us, subscribe to our newsletter. We're going to send out lists of new indie films and stuff that's going out. Uh, It'll be a better place to, uh, get more information uh and if you're a producer distributor agent or anyone in the space uh you know uh, reach out we want to chat uh we're we're tied with a marketing company that's that's mine and we want to collaborate and create audiences and and get them out there so that's uh what this is all about is uh helping films get made and helping them find audiences so that's it for this week uh talk to you next week see you next week everyone